You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Geek Card Check. Every week we pull on the threads of pop culture and decide if they pass the Geek Card Check. My name is Chris. And I'm Kate. And this week we've got a few different topics to cover. Um, the first of which is that Good Omens, the TV show on Amazon Prime, is now available on Blu-ray and DVD. So if you don't have Prime and you've been waiting to watch it, you can now. And if you love it, you can own it now. Is is there anyone on the planet that does not have Amazon Prime? Is there anybody who who doesn't? Who I mean, come on, it it almost seems like a a non-starter, right? I mean, at why, least why two of you? my coworkers don't because every time I go, there's this great new show. What's it on? Prime. Never mind. Come why don't on, they have guys. Prime? Why? Why? There's so many wonderful. Like it's just not. It's not just a video service. There's so many other ancillary benefits. You well, know what I mean? There are those who think about this whole corporation and its evilness, oh, and oh, you know. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I realize okay. you're not of that persuasion. I mean, you buy into Disney, you buy into Apple. So. Got it. I understand <laughs> now. It, it, it's it, they're taking a stand. This is a moral stand against the man. That Absolutely. Is, okay. Oh, yes. I got it. Okay. All right. Well, now that makes sense. I guess if you're going to do that, fine. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But I'm just saying, it seems like if you're going to be shopping. You might as well have it directly to your door. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's all good. It's all good. It's all Absolutely. good. Absolutely. The second thing I'm going to say is for you, Chris. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Yes. Do you know what is Tuesday? This coming Tuesday. I mean, is that not the release of Disney Plus? Um, Not there yet. This is something else that you've been reminded of before on the pod. And so I thought I'd give you a, like a really close reminder. I feel like I am in trouble right now. They're, my mom's like, do you know what happens tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> it's my birthday. Dang it. Is it your birthday? What? I don't know. No. What is, what's, what's, what's happening? It's a release date, if that helps. Uh, okay. And it's connected to an Insta buy that you've mentioned in the past. Okay. No, I don't know. Come on, Kate. You pull, you're threading me along. I have no. There's so much happening this week. I'm don't do this. Along, absolutely. It is Andromeda Evolution, the Michael Crichton sequel to Andromeda. Oh Strain. yes. Oh no. I, t- I totally forgot about that. No, that's great. I see. I, I keep forgetting about it. This is like the fourth time. Have yes. we ever talked about it before? You never mentioned it before, right? Mm-hmm. This is yeah, not twice previously on the pod. So this is uh-huh. your reminder right before great. release that you were going to insta buy this. Um, yeah. No, I will. Just for, you know, anyone who's concerned about the ethics of this, know the author of this book did not pay me to keep on reminding Chris. I just like <laughs> Chris having good literature in his hands. So. Oh, well, how do you know it's good literature? It may be terrible. Some of his the, the kind of posthumous, is that how you say mm-hmm. it? After his death releases um, have not been great. Well, he didn't write um, this one. So this isn't authorized by the estate one. So this is like an idea they found of his, or is it just like literally a prequel sleep sequel thing? No, based that I'm on... not entirely sure, but okay. I know it's not one of his manuscripts. I know that much. So right I know he now, left it behind a go ahead, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say right now it is full of promise. And so it could be absolutely amazing because it is oh, not boy. out there, so none of us know. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go someplace and read a summary of the first book. It's been 
a long time since I've read it. I, I, I bought it uh, when it was like in a, it's like a, a bound with uh, some of his other novels, shorter mm. novels. Yeah. And so I, I read it in that collection and it's been a long time. So I'm going to have to go read a summary of the first book to at least become more familiar and then uh, listen to the uh, the sequel is coming out. That's exciting, though. I mean, Michael yeah. Crichton. That look, techno thrillers are my jam. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna read something, it's it's probably gonna be a techno thriller. So it's right up my alley. Excellent. So again, listeners, it's Andromeda Evolution by Daniel H. Wilson, sequel to the Andromeda Strain by Michael Crichton, and it releases on November 12th, which is Tuesday, the day after this episode should be airing. Always classing up the podcast by talking about books. I appreciate that very much, Kate. I really do. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> it's only my day job. Um, I was about to say, you know, your your, your Twitter hang, handle is a library geek. geek? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I almost wanted to say nerd, and that was I knew that was wrong. So Technically true, just not my Twitter handle. R- exactly. Well, I didn't want to get it wrong. I don't want to have people go someplace else and say, who is this random person? She has nothing to do with Kate on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, this week, and I'm sure we're going to see it up until December, There's mm. there are stories coming out about Carrie Fisher as we're leading into the final movie in the Skywalker saga of films for Star Wars. And Carrie Fisher and I have quite a history. And so I've been trying to pay attention to the articles that are more personal and less about the new movies. Uh, at least the details of the new movies. And so this week I read an essay in Time, um, or this week, last week technically, in Time that her daughter, Billy Lord, wrote up about growing up with three parents, a dad, a mom, and Princess Leia. Mm. And what it was like to grow up that way. And then when she made her film debut, what it was like to be on set with her mom as General Organa in the new Star Wars movie, uh, Force Awakens, I believe is what she was in. Um, she might have been in The Last Jedi. Yes. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. She she was, yeah. Was they, she? Okay. she was in both. Yep. Yeah, yep. I've only seen once, and I will be rewatching before the, the final movie comes out. But um, So there was an article there that is, you know, if you're a Carrie Fisher fan, it's, it's still worth your time. Um, there was also uh, an article that was put out... Um, um, words my words 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 (laughs) by Tom Fisher you you spend way too much time around words and so when it comes time to actually speak it's like whoa I've been around them too much come on stop crowding me stop stop crowding me words Um, tour.com has an article um, with uh, comments from uh, Todd Fisher talking about Leia was originally going to be the last Jedi Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means because I'm trying not to spoil the new movie, anything about right. it. But um, if if Carrie Fisher was special to you, just keep an eye out. There's going to be a, a lot more cool stuff coming, I think. And um, um, I have heard against my will a little bit that they have eight minutes of footage um, yeah. that was previously shot that is going to be cut so that we get to have her without having some awful CGI face or anything like that in the final movie. So thank goodness they're not doing that. Yeah. That would be a get up and walk out mm. moment if they, you know, not, yeah, okay. they do it more and more though. I mean, even like the beginning of the new Terminator film is like nothing but a CGI fest. It's 
it's so hilarious. It's not really great either, unfortunately. But yeah, they've they CGI'd Arnold's face on in some one of the other sequels too, and it was bad. Yeah. It wasn't just that; it was also Linda Hamilton and another character uh, from uh, previous films, and it was just like, Oof. I mean, it was fine, it was passable, but it was not. You wouldn't want it for Carrie Fisher, someone who is, you know, who means so much, who has passed away. Yeah, uh, it would. It'd be. It, I want to say disrespectful, but it just wouldn't feel right. Um, yeah. So it'd be. It'd feel odd. So I'm yeah. glad they're not going that route. Totally agree. And speaking of Star Wars, um, Disney has announced that following the release of The Rise of Skywalker in December, the film franchise for Star Wars is going to go on hiatus. Um, They're going to focus their attention on the TV shows uh, in development, which I believe it's The Mandalorian, a Rogue One prequel, and the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Now, I've got a question. Do you know, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but Ryan Johnson is supposed to be working on a Star Wars trilogy. He's been working on it for a while. Is right. his it is, is his thing? Yes, it is still being worked on, but okay. what I read is that it's not far enough along that they can put a date on it uh, for okay. a production schedule or anything. So well, that is still I mean, coming. That's good. As long as they're not canceling that. I know they cancel, obviously, because they left the project. The showrunners of Game of Thrones, their right. Star Wars deal, it's, it's done. gone with it's, that. Yeah, yeah, out of here. So it's, um, you know, it, that that's fine with me. I mean, whatever. I don't know. But I like Ryan Johnson's stuff. I know mm-hmm. that um, the uh, his film is you know, trashed by some, loved by others. I'm definitely more in that loved by camp. So I'm hoping that that trilogy actually does come out because... I mean, I, I like his stuff, and Knives Out is coming out soon, mm-hmm. and that film looks amazing. So, yeah. I'm excited. So, lots of possibilities there. And honestly, yeah. I'm glad to hear that it's going on hiatus because um, I think they need to work out a plan, sort of like the MCU with its various phases, to make all of the various properties, since they own it all now, to make that all work in sync well i have yeah. felt at times that the release schedules for the star wars movies the new ones just you know haven't always taken really good advantage of what they have and i think they need that time to sort it out yeah they need a franchise runner you know similar to um what you know marvel is doing mm-hmm. now you know being able to have one central um figure is just you know so so important you know what i mean like it, yeah. it, if, if you if you don't know what the whole thing, what the whole universe is doing, you're going to have a train wreck. Um, and I'm glad that they're kind of giving themselves time to make that work so that they know the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. That's that's great to know. Absolutely. Otherwise, you might lose your next Death Star in construction. That's right. You never, That's right. You, you, somebody will, you know, they'll have that small little, you know, exposed exhaust port, or... exhaust port. And yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh, we didn't think about that just because we were focused on the giant laser on the front. You know? Absolutely. I want that to happen. So, Chris, I'm yeah. sure that you've been watching the new Apple TV Plus. Um, yes. What have you watched? What do you like? Okay, so I had a, uh, a, a flew across the country. I live in Florida. I had a, a business meeting in California, so I had several hours on a plane, and I downloaded um, most of the Apple TV Plus shows. Um, Apple TV Plus. If you're not familiar with what that is, it's Apple's. Uh, attempt to throw their kind of ring, their hat into the ring on the streaming service. So it is their original 
produced shows. Um, I'll start with the ones that I've not watched too many of. Um, that is Dickinson and For All Mankind. I've mm-hmm. watched one episode of both of those. Um, they're they're fine. They're 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 good. I, I'm excited to watch more of both. Dickinson is definitely uh, its own thing. I have never seen anything quite like it. It reminds me a lot of oh shoot, what's the um, uh, the actor who played the Joker in The Dark Knight? Um, uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, he did that film where he was a knight. Do you oh, remember? A Knight's what Tale, the, oh, yes. A yeah. Knight's Tale. It reminds me of that because there's there's like pop music happening and it's supposed to be Emily Dickinson as she's writing poems. So And it's supposed to be really smart and edgy, but they're speaking in modern day language. Mm. And it's it's it feels almost a little bit like Hamilton in that way too, where they're trying to... to be smart with a topic that could otherwise be boring by infusing it with some pop culture stuff. Does that make sense? So it it's very, does, but does it, yeah. I mean, does it go too far in the whole, we're trying not to be boring that we just, you know, ruin it. I will say this much. It's, it's probably not made for me. Um, hmm. I am a 36 year old white male. Um, it's probably not, I'm not the demographic, but I can appreciate it. Are you saying you don't it. like female-led television, Chris? Oh, ew. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, I absolutely just, if it's, yeah, female-led, I'm I'm out. In fact, actually, I'm going to talk, the next show I'll talk about that I really have watched a lot of mm-hmm. is female-led and is really, really great. All right. Um, but Dickinson, um, I, I just haven't watched enough of it to like pass judgment. Just okay. one episode. It's a 30-minute kind of like dramedy series. Oh, um, I didn't realize there, drama was the way it was going huh well i mean you know it's i mean it's definitely drama but it, like i said it doesn't take itself too seriously it feels mm. you know what i mean like it, it's trying to say something anyway okay. watch it it's very unique um for all mankind i am definitely intrigued by it is very slow um but an interesting concept. Are you familiar with what the concept for, for All Mankind is? What the conceit is? I keep scrolling past the advertisement on Twitter, but I haven't stopped to watch it. So tell me. Okay. Well, just I'm going to give you, I don't want to ruin anything, but basically um, the Soviets land on the moon like six months before Apollo 11 was scheduled mm. to take off. Okay. So the communists beat us to the moon. Mm-hmm. And what would that do? What would that have done to our American like psyche. morale? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our psyche as as, an, as as Americans. Like would that bring us together? You know, you have to remember like the time period. This is the Nixon era. Uh, there's a lot happening and going on uh in in 1969 so it is a it's fascinating um it is very heavy uh there's a lot chernobyl heavy oh oh goodness no nothing like not not, chernobyl is excellent television it is very heavy and hard to watch but i would recommend for every single person ever to watch it anyway i've only watched really one one and a half episodes of for all mankind so i don't want to pass judgment on it mm-hmm. i'm gonna go back to it and definitely watch more of it it is definitely for a 36 year old white male mm-hmm. um but it is it is very very good it is mm-hmm. it, it, it it's the production quality both on dickinson for all these shows is stellar and out of the park Got it. so really quite quite good I'm, i'll go back to for all mankind but um, the one, one other one I'm going to mention real quick before I dig into the ones that I've watched a lot of, just tonight I watched with my kids because they came out with a bunch of kids shows too. 
um, the Sesame Productions, which is Sesame Street's production studio, uh, came out with a new Ghost Rider series. Oh. Did you ever watch Ghost Rider no, growing up? Do you I remember this? As a show I grew up when I loved, I think it was on PBS at the time. Uh, it's this little ghost that would like teach kids like to love reading like they would write you know words it was it was definitely an education thing well they've revamped all of it it looks fantastic there's it is really heavily and really well produced mm -hmm. and my kids ate it up they watched like four episodes tonight um oh, of wow. ghost rider so did they, they do, really enjoyed it did they do wishbone again too no they haven't they haven't brought wishbone back but they love i mean they love that uh, yeah. snoopy has a new series and uh, Sesame Street proper has a spinoff called Helpsters with the Muppet uh, type stuff. But mm -hmm. I didn't watch any of those. Um, okay, so the the two shows that I'm enjoying the most are kind of their marquee shows. Um, the first one is that female-led one that I was telling you about. Uh -huh. And that is um, that is The Morning Show. Have you heard anything about The Morning Show? Tyler talked Reese... about it. Oh, did he watch it? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that you guys had talked about it last of this week stuff. when you were off doing your business oh, trip. Oh, so sad. All right, what did he say about them? I didn't actually hear it. Oh, he really did liked he... it. He really liked it. But I'd love to hear what you you think about it. I think it's really good. Um, it does get off to a slow start. Um, I think it has some some really great things um, to say. Um, uh, Melody is, I, I think, watching the first episode right now. I watched them on the plane. And she hadn't caught up yet, so she's going to catch up and, and watch them with me. Um, I, it really is interesting. It's not quite like I really love the newsroom. I don't know if you ever watched the newsroom on HBO. Aware of it, but um, have not watched it. That's Aaron Sorkin. Like, yeah. is it, so it doesn't have quite the the punch, I will say, as an Aaron Sorkin-led um, deal. But the morning show so far is really intriguing, very well acted, very it's just really an mm -hmm. interesting world to dip in. It's definitely diving into the world of the hashtag Me Too um, yeah, conversation. Yeah. If memory um, serves, I'm Tyler said that he thought it was an improvement on Sorkin's effort. Oh, no, no. Sorkin, for me, I think is a master storyteller. He's mm -hmm. more of a poet yeah. um, than he is. Like all of Sorkin's stuff takes place in a parallel universe to our own. Mm -hmm. uh, Sorkin's universe, the 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 people say what you have always meant to say, and oh, yeah. the most the, po oh, yeah. the most poetic. You have Jed Bartlett, the pro the president you wanted to have, and exactly he he is the Shakespeare of of modern. He, like the way he uses language is entertaining. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like. Oh wow! Snap! You know what I mean? Like right. the, the language he uses is just really. That's not this. This is much more. Um, uh, I would just say standard, st mm, written in a standard packaged. way. You, you, sure, yeah, exactly. But it's really good. I, I, I would say definitely check out the morning show. Um, it very. I mean, if you're a fan of uh, Renee, um, uh, not Renee. Why Reese Witherspoon. Renee? Reese Witherspoon. Thank you, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Or Steve Carell. Steve Carell's kind of in the show. He's more like in the background, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And he's definitely not playing his comedic character. But, okay, I like The Morning Show. It was great. But, guys, mm. C. C is incredible. Wait, uh, C? My like wife, what spelling of the what C are we talking about? S-E-E. -E. Okay. This is the Jason Momoa-led fantasy series. Oh, that's actually good. And, okay, cool. Oh, it's so 
wonderful. I saw I a few people ripping it apart it. on Twitter, and I'm like, ooh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know why they're ripping it apart. It is unlike anything else. Yes, it is slow. It is, but it is beautiful. Mm. Uh, it is, it is well acted. The concepts are unlike anything else. I mean, the entire world is blind, so oh. everybody's blind. No one can see. That's the see. That's the the. So like oh, the intriguing. entire, the entire world. So the they they build these conceits. You know, no one has been able to see in this entire universe for a thousand years. So there's all these like ways in which they interact with the world that they've kind of done this world building in the show, mm. and it is wow it's really great like i i'm loving it um and then so the conceit of the show is is that no one's been able to see for a thousand years and then all of a sudden two twins are born with the ability to see ah. and what would that mean are they luke and to Leia? The world yeah exactly okay. but and, but it, it's a similar idea right is is that like suddenly there's these two creatures in a world where no one can see mm-hmm. right what's what what's the uh What's the saying in a world where everyone is blind, the one-eyed man is king, right? Mm. So, like, that's what this is. It's like, it's a superpower. Mm-hmm. It is literally, they believe in this, you know, this deity, this God. And that that would be, it could be a good thing, but they believe the power of dark, that the power of light is evil. So, oh, we should do so everything. Oh, that on its head. Yeah, because they live in darkness. Yeah. So, darkness darkness has given them the ability to live. They They live more in peace with the land, and they fear that sight would lead then to a, another industrial revolution where we would harm the earth or destroy. You said another one. So is this like a post-apocalyptic one? It's a post-apocalyptic. Yeah. you like, there's okay. literally all the building. It's thousands of years. It's a thousand years in the future from like right now, basically okay. where, where the, where society collapses, mil- billions of people die. And then there's everyone who is left is blind. Hmm. No one, no one has the ability to see. Um, and so, yeah, they're walking around. They they call things that they can't identify. They call them, I think, like God rock, mm. which is concrete. So, like, they don't know what it is. Like, they don't know what a car is. They just, like, like they call it, like, God rock because it, it's a metal. It's hard. Oh, wow. But it, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't, like, do like anything else. So they just assume that the gods are the ones who put them there. But it's actually past humans. So they're it's able the, to, like, find food and cultivate it and all of that. They farm. It's it is yes. It is like a fantasy world. Think Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or even Game of Thrones. Not in Game of Thrones because they're not even that far. It's it's much more like hunter gatherer. Uh, Walking era. Dead without the zombies. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And but yeah. And 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 but it's it's um, they're they're living with the land. They're very mm-hmm. much in tribes. Um, very much, you know, very like yeah. Viking esque. So conceptually, anyway, that would lend it to some really great storytelling. I would it's think it's so good. It's so good. You should definitely, if you just subscribe to it, wait until they're all all the episodes are out. I would say mm-hmm. and subscribe for one month and watch it. I think you will love it. Um, and if you bought an Apple device, you've got it for free right now. So go watch it. It is worth. It's worth your time. It really is great. So anyway, cool. I've spoken way too long, but those are my. Those are my those shows I've been watching on on Apple TV Plus, um, and uh, I'm really enjoying C. Like I would give it definitely two thumbs up. You know, eight out of ten. Like really good stuff happening. Uh, yeah, that's there, the so. one that you've talked about that has the greatest hook for me. Yes, and it's the greatest hook for the show. I mean, if we're talking about like you know your geek card check, this is definitely very set in that sci-fi fantasy realm Mm. like it is definitely up our alley and i'd love to talk with you guys about it cool awesome 
Well, listeners, um, in a previous episode, we um, we gave our recommendations for Halloween viewing, and um, <laughs> Chris gave his recommendations for what he thought that I should watch. Well, I okay, hang on a second. Let me back up. I gave recommendations of film horror, quote unquote horror films that I thought Kate would not hate that she may actually enjoy. <laughs> like there, there, there's a hook that she could actually approach and it wasn't quite like, you know, blood and guts and terror mm. and horror. So that's, that's where I came from. Okay. So he recommended three um, options. Yes, I did. Happy death day. Uh, uh-huh. Schisms from Star Trek, the next generation and yes. Ghostbusters, the original movie. Correct. So I decided to watch Happy Death Day because it was the one of the three that I had never seen. Yeah. And according to my notes, Chris described it as horror adjacent and a sort of Halloween plus plus Groundhog Day. Yes. It's a a slasher flick mixed with Groundhog Day. Yes. Yeah. So the general synopsis of it, you have a sorority girl on a campus. Her name is Tree, which is short for Teresa. She gets mm-hmm. stuck in a Groundhog Day type experience when she's being stalked by a killer and repeatedly killed. And her day right. resets when she dies. And so she's trying to solve the mystery to end her repeated deaths. And she thinks it's related somehow to who, the murderer or the killer or whatever. Like she's got to figure out what's going on. Right. Right. So the first half of the movie, I was not enjoying and i would have bailed were i watching on my own yeah yeah and so i pushed through um tree when i was introduced to her i'm like she is this annoying mean girl Uh surrounded by more of the same that's a good that i'd be another thing thrown to the blender is definitely a little bit of mean girl in there mean girls yeah 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 and she does have a redemption arc, but I'm not going to lie. I did cheer when she got hit by the bus. <laughs> that was <laughs> well, a really great to. moment. It's so funny. Like a lot of that is, you know, because because she dies, you know, uh, every every in order for the loop to be reset, she has to die. Right. And so, yeah, she dies many. There's like almost a montage of just like death after death after death, which is just pretty funny. Um, I did guess the killer early in the film but wow, then i didn't good for you. stick with it because of plausibility issues and then turns right. out those plausibility issues didn't matter don't matter don't matter not one bit yeah so uh yeah um i will say having a mystery to it helped the movie because that gave sure. me something to focus on scary yeah. no Good. Okay, good. So it's not scary. And that's what I, okay, good. I pretty much laughed at the scares. Um I think that's kind of the point of the film, but yeah, yes. It was mockery laughing more than fun laughing. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right I'll admit all right. it. Well, that that hurts my heart a little. Okay. All Sorry. Right. Um, it's okay. It's all good. The cat fight at the end between her and the roommate who's the actual killer, not terribly satisfying. Yeah. It was there there were other points that were. Um Thumbs up on a female lead horror film blonde character who actually fights back. You know, ignoring believability issues. She wasn't just a victim in this. She, you know, 
takes charge. Well, I mean, and- let's be honest. This movie is about a groundhog. I mean, believability. I mean, Groundhog Day loop. But that's you know not totally believable. But, well, okay. all right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Like okay. if, if we get if we believe in the conceit of the world, we still have to believe in the characters. I I get it. I'm yes. I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm following along. It's a highly snarkable film. So you know, even in the parts that were supposed to be funny that I was making fun of it was great snark material so that yes. I mean that's where I had the most fun to be honest uh, was yeah, of course. laughing at the film trying to accomplish what it's accomplishing or not depending right. on your take on it um I will say the tropes that tend to play to the horror fan yeah I was indifferent because that's already what I don't enjoy about horror right um Chris wouldn't know this, but generally I don't enjoy school or campus setting films. I think Booksmart was the only one in recent memory I've actually liked. And really, I was trying to ignore everything I hated about it because I liked the best friend's angle on there. So that kind of hurt the film a bit for me. Um, oh, see, this, this is something I didn't know. So, I okay. I, you did I, not know a ding that. Against just, 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 uh, yeah, I, I, ha- I need to learn these things about yes. Kate. And eventually my algorithm, my Netflix algorithm for Kate, will improve exactly so i understand which that. is okay, why good. i'm sharing these things tyler loves movies <laughs> like that always recommends them i repeat this every time and he's like groundhog day he never learns oh my gosh wow. <laughs> and i say this with love i've known tyler over a decade now and there's a lot of fun in that part of the friendship sure uh, we, we yeah no look i've i've been able to been drawn into this you know uh relationship that you guys have and mm-hmm. i i enjoy you know knocking down Tyler a few notches as much as, as much as the next guy. So it's always good. Yeah. So in the final review of the film, it, so it comedically plays with the tropes of a slasher film. So if that's something you enjoy, you're going to like this movie. If you don't have the school slash campus setting problem, you're probably going to be fine with the movie. Um, I do like that. It's self-aware of what it's doing and that does help the film. But I did want more out of it to genuinely like it. I was kind of looking for that transcending its genre thing for me to really find a way to go, okay, I like this. And for a genre I don't enjoy, that does make me more demanding of a film. So if you don't have these issues that I do with a genre, a lot of viewers are probably going to enjoy the movie. That said, I'm not planning to watch the second movie. Uh, You could certainly hard sell me on it, but at this point, I'm not planning to. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Like, the sequel is, if you enjoyed the bits that are snarky and kind of clever, um, the I think you... I think you will enjoy the second film. Uh, because it basically... I mean, I, I think you will. I mean, you know, if did you enjoy the movie at all, though? Like, on what kind of a level? Did, did you have a good time with it or not? Would you, would you, did you, did you enjoy your time, I guess, is my question. On a humor level, yes. I never liked our lead character, and that's kind of what hurt me, which is why I loved her getting hit by a bus. <laughs> yes. Well, you're not supposed to. She's supposed to go through this arc of being kind of a a mean girl, you know, the, right. the stereotypical. Right, and I got that, like, but even caring. by the end, I wouldn't have had a problem with her getting killed again. It <laughs> just... Right, okay. <laughs> well, just... the second... The second one leads even harder into the things that you just mentioned that you liked. Like, it, it, it becomes even less of a uh, a, a horror slasher mm-hmm. and becomes much, becomes much more about... and becomes more interested in solving the mystery of why there's a there's it becomes a sci-fi film it, it, it talks more about like why is there a loop what is going on and what, what could we do with that if we're aware of it do we need to be um, invested is, in caring about her though to enjoy it 
I mean, obviously, on some level, <laughs> you probably should at least, you know, care slightly. I won't, I won't hard sell you on it, but it wouldn't be the worst thing if you had, you know, it's only like a, you know, 90 minute. If you're, if you're interested in laughing, having a silly time with those characters again mm-hmm. at all on any level, um, then the second one is more of the same, but I think even more enjoyable because it leans even, even heavier into the silliness, ridiculousness of the, of the whole conceit Mm -hmm. and becomes even more self-aware. And I, I, I really appreciated it. So. Gotcha. Well, I do want to issue you an explicit invitation to continue making recommendations. Um, Okay. Well, I was going to make one. Can I make one? Yes. Can I recommend an actual horror movie to you? Sell me on it. Okay. It's a movie called hush. It is on Netflix right now. Um, it is a movie about a deaf woman mm-hmm. who lives alone in a home and um, basically a man uh, shows up and uh, there's like, okay, it's very similar to like home invasion mm-hmm. uh, film, um, but it is very smart. Um, it's probably one of my very favorite quote unquote horror movies, strong female um, lead um, very very good and is actually scary um, because not not because of like ghouls and ghosts and demons and the stuff that's kind of dumb and silly but more like what is going on is she gonna make it like oh you know I, th- there's there's moments in this movie where you genuinely feel like bad things are going to happen and they do what category of violence against women is this is it just your standard scary is this sexual threats like oh no 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 sexual stuff i don't want to say it no it's not sexual um it is much more of a um i would say a man trying to break in you don't know why and i don't want to like it's kind of the point of the film um so I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't want to like, I don't want to like, um, tell you one thing. It is not a sexual thing at okay. all. There is no, there's no, cause I uh, never find no sexual rape. violence entertainment worthy. Right. No, no, no. I don't think, I don't think you will have, I mean, it's definitely violent. Mm-hmm. He is trying to harm her. He is definitely trying to kill the woman in the house. Um, but the woman in the house is like I said, deaf. Mm-hmm. So she is, she is down on her. It's so funny. I've recommended C and now those old blind <laughs> folks. And now I'm recommending this, but it's a very interesting film. And if you haven't seen it, I think you would appreciate it. Okay. I may be completely wrong. This is kind of a shot in the dark. You may never forgive me for it, but I think I may never you will enjoy it. <laughs> I think, I think it'll, I think you'll enjoy it because it's super smart. Okay. It's one of the smartest quote unquote I would call it a thriller when I say horror this is a thriller um it is just a it's a well written tight well executed single place it all takes place in a home um it's crazy um so start it if you hate it I'm sorry um but I think I think you might dig it I think you may come back and be like whoa I was not expecting to like this and as it turns out kind of cool anyway so that would be my my recommendation hush it's available on netflix um any actors it's really good note in it 
Um, uh, brr, no, probably not. That's um, fine. I'm just curious. Uh, it's it. The, what's what's really interesting about it is, is the woman is the wife of the director, hmm. and the. Was that me? Oh, it was. My Siri was talking to me. The woman is the wife of the director, and they wrote the movie together. Oh, wow. Uh, so the husband and wife wrote it together, and they scouted all over the place for a home that would work, and they, like, did it together, and, like, in order to, like, like fit the location with the script, and so it was super tight. And there's only, really, there's only, only three actors in the entire movie. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So... I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna dig it. All right. I think you are. Well, I made my notes, so we shall see. I will report back at some point. Uh, oh, I would love. I would love. Tell me when you're gonna watch it. I'll rewatch it, and then we can discuss. Okay. Does that sound good? Alrighty. If you ever do, you don't have to. No pressure. I'm not pressuring. I know you hate this genre. I do. I know you're not a fan, but I think. I think you might appreciate it. I almost want to watch it with you and record. Wa- no, we don't want to do that. I want to like. I want to. I want to get like your insta thoughts mm. rather than your like well thought through crafted. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, okay. Well, um, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Thanks. Awesome. Sweet. So, did you have anything else that we needed to cover before we go? I have talked way more than I should. Okay. So, no, I'm good. Thank you. Alrighty. So, everyone, you can find us at Geek Card Check on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And until next time, I'm not sleeping in my car again. It smells like Hot Pockets and Feet. Um.